0: Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on, and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKing DFS picks of the week. So grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. Tonight, we are recapping week two. Uh, and As I sit here tonight, I have some Gentleman Jack, and I made a little bit of an old-fashioned with my Gentleman Jack, trying to following John's footsteps, but John, I will say it's not nearly as good as what you make. Uh, what do you guys got drinking tonight? John, you first.
1: I am going with the classic Buffalo Trace.
0: Okay, nothing wrong there. Nice. We um, got some weird IPA again, I assume. Uh, no, so when the season started, I went and I bought a special crowler of a, um, a s'mores type of a beer and i said all right once i once i get a good victory in in our in one of my leagues that i really really care about um, i'm going to crack this baby open and so tonight i am not drinking that cuz i still haven't won any games yet cuz i'm terrible at this and i, saw that I am i am drinking a uh, west uh, ipa by duches tonight
1: I think yep. you should not be allowed to drink a Bud Light until you win, a, or not be able to drink anything but Bud Light until you win a game.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I like that rule. Ooh, if that's not a motivator, I don't know what is. I I love that rule, John, and I think I think it it's a must. Bobby, are you going to be okay uh. with that? Can you handle this? I mean, I would. i I mean, I'll just pour myself a glass of water. It's the same thing. Okay, so here's the deal. You can finish the drink you have right now, and then moving forward until you win, which could just be like this weekend. You could win this weekend. But yeah. until you win, you literally have to drink Bud Light. Can, can I do Mick Golden? Because if I'm okay. drinking a light oh. beer, Mick Golden is superior to Bud Light. I'll allow it. Yeah, okay. I think that's okay, too. All right? So just I, I can Goldens, put that's all. I, I can put green olives in it. I mean, now you're getting a little fancy. I don't think green olives are allowed, John. I mean, do a Minnesota martini?
1: I'll
0: allow it. Okay. All right. right. John is allowing it twice. You got lucky there. I did get lucky there. There. Um, But yeah, no, I think this is a great rule for you. Fantastic rule. Really. Good idea. I don't like this. Good idea. Well, I I better win this weekend. when you're supposed to be an expert and you're sucking this bad, it's kind of, you know.
1: You got to change things
0: up. You got to change things up. Hey.
1: Hey. Otherwise, I right otherwise about... you're going to have to t- change all of your team names to the New York Jets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just don't have him on any of my teams. And I was right about Hawkinson. I just don't have him on any of my teams. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that as we as we go forward here. Tonight. Yeah, we will talk about some things that are right and wrong. Now, I do want – before we get into the recap, I do want to defend one of my picks really quickly. Do you know which okay. one I'm about to defend?
1: I mean, there are a lot uh, of bad picks, so I don't know.
0: My guess would be Landry. He caught, like, the first drive, first pass of the game. He gets a nine-yard reception and hurts himself, and now he's on IR for three weeks. So I lost the bet, and I can't take it back, but I still stick to my thing. that I think I would have been right there. I mean, ifs and buts, Joe. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, I know, but I'm just saying. All right, so let's get into the recap. Um, Bobby, I'm going to let you kind of guide us through game by game here this week. Uh, As I know, you kind of put them together for us to start. So why don't you take us, start us off game by game, uh, and uh, we'll we'll do our quick recaps. All right. Um, Well, I'll just start off. I had Buffalo against Miami. Um, So Buffalo went out and just dominated this game. They won 35 to nothing. Um, Miami, we saw two go down. He has some broken ribs, so. He has actually been listed as out this coming week here. Brissette's going to take over. Um, We'll see kind of what that offense will really look like once uh, Brissette actually has time to practice with this team here. But I don't know how many of the guys on this roster, on the the Dolphins, that you're really going to be playing going forward. Uh, Gaskin had five carries. Um, He had five targets. There really isn't much going on there. I don't know that you can trust starting him, even in a flex play. Um, Waddle is maybe startable. He had eight targets. Uh, got six catches, 48 yards. He looked pretty decent, but we're still not seeing those deep bombs that we were used to seeing in uh, uh. Gear Big plays corner. that maybe came out in uh, in the off season there, so something to keep an eye on. Maybe he and Brissett can uh, you know make some connections. Um, Fuller was scratched this week. Uh, we we don't really have a lot of details in terms of what happened there. I think it it looks like, like a family issue or something like that. Yeah, coming up, and so again we'll see kind of what happens with all that. Parker was the target leader on this team. He had nine targets, uh, came away with five catches, 42 yards, but the entire team uh, scored no points. Gasicki three for 41. Um, Yeah, there's not all too much that we can really look forward to right now with this team, and they're going to be playing Vegas next week, and so they're – That team is actually looking pretty decent. We'll see what happens. Um, Not much going on on the Miami side of the ball. Um, To pivot over to the Bills, um, Moss got the goal line work. He got, uh, I believe, three goal line carries. He took two in for score. Um, But they kind of split work throughout the game. Um, I believe it was uh, eight carries for Moss, 13 for Singletary. Singletary had the longer run for the touchdown, so if you were able to start one or both of them, um, you were happy with what you were able to walk away with. But again, not a solid start because you don't really know what's going to happen with either one of them. Um, Josh Allen is a guy that I, I do want to discuss a little bit more tonight. Uh, I got a couple questions for you guys in terms of... If you drafted Allen, you're not getting the guy that you thought you were... Right. right. Well he's not free touchdowns like he he's not doing much rushing like he did last year. And part of that may be because he got that big contract that they're protecting him a little bit more. Well, I think number one with Josh Allen, you gotta think of the 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 first two games they played. So Pittsburgh's you know de- defensively, they're they're always gonna be a tough bet. Um mm-hmm. so you can't expect uh, the, the type of game that you might want to out of them, uh, especially in week one. Like it's different when it's a little bit further into the season and, and teams are starting to gel, their offenses are starting to really figure it all out. Um, so I think that's the first thing on week one. Week two, I mean, look at the game. The score's 35 to nothing. Right. You, know, they, you didn't they, have they, to they, do much. They threw the ball 30 times or whatever it was. Um,
1: yeah. But
0: but there really wasn't a whole lot that, that was necessary Right. for but him sem- he went he went 17 for 33 so he wasn't incredibly efficient no Only i had 179 I that. Passing I mean, his, yards. his his rating was 75.2 which is pretty low for him even and he threw an interception like listen he's definitely not the the all-star he so to speak was last year right uh, but to say that yeah. he's going to regress in a way that he's not going to eat right be in the top 10 in quarterbacks for the season that's a little aggressive. I think you're disappointed with where he's been drafted by a lot of people. Uh, I think you're a little bit disappointed because you mm-hmm. you expect more. Um, but it's so like throwing a towel. This know? is this is where I'm trying to get to is he's probably at one of the of- lowest values he will be for the season. Sure. So I'm saying he's a potential. If you're like me and uh, enjoy trading and having that be an aspect of the game that you play here, Josh Allen's 100% a guy that I would try and trade for at quarterback. Um, If, you know, depending on the type of league that you're playing in and everything like that, um, if that guy's willing to give up Josh Allen, uh, you might be able to make a deal there, Uh, especially going up against Washington next week. It looks like a really tough matchup, but uh, Washington actually gives up 73% of their completions to wide receivers. And so uh, Diggs – I just see Josh Allen having a big day next week and Diggs being a big beneficiary of that. Um, I could see Beasley or or Sanders also getting uh, a pretty good share of things there. And we also just saw the Giants actually do fairly well against them on Thursday night last week. And so Josh Allen is just – he's clearly better at quarterback – than Daniel Jones's, and so I, I see Allen having a big week coming up here. Um, Digs this last week, four for six. He had eight targets. Um, he had that touchdown on a th- throwback kind of across the field. Um, he doesn't get that. You're a little more disappointed in his day. Uh, Sanders was second on the team in targets. Beasley's targets went from 13 last week to four this week, um, but again, a guy that we want to see a little bit more out of Sanders with that six targets. He only caught two of them. And so we want to see a little bit more, but again, this was a game where they really didn't need to do a whole lot to to be efficient and, and win this game. They won 35 to nothing. It was handled. Yeah. So um, I'm going to make a quick comment on all this. Uh, first of all, I think I'm going to decide from now on not to let Bobby, um, in charge of anything, <laughs> I think we just spent 10 minutes talking about a 35 to nothing game and trying to analyze it. Yep, so we can definitely go a little bit faster <laughs> on each of these games next time. Uh, and we'll we'll save some of the comments <laughs> for who we like next week, um, for the next podcast. Um, but anyway, that's my little comments before we take too long on the next one. Um, go ahead, John, what's your first game?
1: Well, my first game is the sorry game of the week, the Jets versus the Patriots. Yeah. I think we can spend, you know, five seconds on this. The Jets suck. Don't play any Jet. I think the only person who I'm now intrigued about is Michael Carter because they started using him more, and he had um, decent rushing stats for his carries and three targets. And then, I mean, for the Patriots – it's kind of hard to really start anyone other than really Damian Harris.
0: Who had a fairly good week, might I add.
1: I mean, he had an okay week. He had he averaged under four yards a carry. He got 16 carries, but, you know, James White gets the goal line, gets a goal line touchdown taken away from him. And yep. James White's still the main target for passing back. So it definitely limits his upside, his – I mean, for him, he for him to have a good week, he kind of needs a touchdown.
0: Yeah, he only had sixty-two yards rushing.
1: So well, I, I, a, I don't, a, don't a, see. That's I, the
0: thing is he, he did have a touchdown this week. So again, like I said, fairly good week.
1: Yeah, Not, that's why I said he's dependent on a touchdown. So yeah. even well, but, even with his touchdown, he got like twelve points.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that though. Because I mean, last last week he had a hundred and some odd yards rushing, didn't get a touchdown. And he had a fairly good week. You know, so. You know, here, let me make this point. Let me make this point. If you're taking Damian Harris in the draft and where you're taking him and you're getting 12 to 15 points out of him every single week, you're happy. You're really happy. I'm one of those guys. I'm really happy. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's a great point, John. There really isn't a whole lot more to talk about in that game. It was was what it was. The Patriots, uh, you know, took care of business, but uh, there's not a whole lot more to say. I'll go to my first game, which was uh, Denver-Jacksonville. Um, and in that game, uh, I, honestly, I was a little bit disappointed in the running backs for Denver. Now, they did, again, I think this is, it's, they, the the Denver team kind of proved it this week and said, yeah, we're just going to basically split these guys down the middle. Both Williams and Gordon had 13 carries. Uh, this week is was the reverse, where, You know, Melvin Gordon averaged 2.4 yards at 31 rushing yards total. Um, Devontae Williams averaged 4.9, almost 5 yards at 64 rushing yards. So, you know, they kind of rolls reversed there um, from a uh, who had the better game standpoint. Um, But one thing I will say, and I think this is an interesting point. uh, I think Denver's passing game is something to pay attention to. 328 yards by Bridgewater, two touchdowns. Perfect uh, QB rating, right? 125. It wasn't per, but you get the idea. Very good QB rating. Uh, Cortland Sutton, nine catches on 12 targets, 159 yards. Noah Fant, the other guy to kind of pay attention to, six targets, four catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. And Tim Patrick got in the end zone, uh, but had a, a more limited role than we may have originally expected. Um, And really, Denver's the only team to talk about here. Jacksonville, not the most impressive game. I think if you're a James Robinson supporter, you're a little bit worried. Uh, He didn't play terribly. uh, You know, 4.3 yards of carries and great. Um, Wasn't that involved in the the passing game with only three catches. Uh, Really the only potential startable guy. I mean, if you have James Robinson, you might still be starting him, depending on who your other running backs are, because he is getting the carries. I mean, team ran the ball 16 times. He had 11 of them. Uh, so he is he's involved. The only other guy we really talk about here is uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Again, dominating everything on the passing game. Eleven targets, six catches, touchdown for fifty five yards. Um, so yeah, that's really the, the recap of that game. Not a ton to talk about, um, but some good huh. info. Any one thing
1: back? for the just to highlight the Denver passing, and maybe it's not as good as just kind of the box score says. Right, is that Teddy only completed a pass deeper than ten yards four times? So okay. I think the question is, you know, when they're playing a team that's not the Jaguars, are they going to have the same success of just doing the short passes and not really being able to complete any um, as many pass, passes deep? I know Teddy's had mm-hmm. some success um, completing some deeper ones, but most of the production's still kind of that short stuff and they playing the Jaguars.
0: Well, and I think that, that from a fantasy sports standpoint, yeah. If you're in a PPR league, short passes is okay. I'm, I think what it really comes down to is you know, Cortland Sutton gets to be very attractive, right? You, know, you can't yeah. you know, 12 targets a week after Jerry Judy gets hurt. You know, he could have a good season. Even right. if he's getting five-yard catches, you know, at a time, you're still happy with that. Um, but I do think Noah Fant moves up the tight end ranking draft board for the season um, because he is getting more attention. Uh, and specifically towards the end zone. So, we'll see. But yeah, I, I mean, think, I think – I mean, you do limit some upside for players if you're only getting, you know, four passes a game complete over 10 Yeah, I,
1: I think it just limits the upside for Teddy. And, I mean, Corton has the – like, he's just going to get the volume, so he's good. But I think it yeah. kind of limits um, – like, if you, if you thought another guy was going to kind of jump into the top 10 or top 20 like Judy was for wide receivers, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, Patrick yeah. will be his kind of – this is kind of the best game I think I'll have is that, you know, 12 points.
0: Yeah. Which you can say. fill in for
1: a flex, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to be mm-hmm. kind of the Judy level. Yeah, he's the on that
0: touchdown. Basically, yep. you take that touchdown away, you got three for 37. That's absolutely true. On and fourth, and you're, not, you're not happy about that. Right. right. All right, Bobby, your um, next game, Vegas-Pittsburgh. I thought that was a pretty good game. I, I have just one quick question. If you have Chanel on your team, when are you starting him? It depends on who my other guys are. I mean, I, I, I mean, because he's, you, the, is a, he, is he, a, I mean, you can't start him next week. I don't know how you could. Um, but what needs to happen? Or do you just drop him outright? He went two for negative three yards on seven targets. Um, it's not startable, but is that, are you dumping them, or are you just throwing them on your bench until you can see something? Well, my first question is, why can't you start him next week? Because he went two for negative three yards on seven well, targets. Sure. Bobby, I mean, we get it, but I, he had seven targets. You know, the likelihood of him not catching more than three balls on seven targets is unlikely, and it happened that week. Don't get me wrong, but just saying, like, he's still getting attention. I, uh, and, and you're playing the Cardinals next week. They're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing the ball. I mean, it's – it's, it, it, yeah, I don't – I you definitely don't drop him. You know, he's not a droppable player. He's he's still going to get targets. It, it, that's a – yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I
1: think if you're, if you're desperate, like you look at him, maybe he has like a KJ Osborne and he gets that one deep pass next week. Right. I think that's what you hope for.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then you're happy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all – He's not a guy that you're excited about starting in your number two wide receiver spot. Let's put it that way. No. Uh-huh. Hopefully, hopefully you're not starting Chanel in your
1: uh, wide
0: receiver two spot. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, the hope legs is legs that play.
1: you know Lawrence keeps throwing the ball, you know, yeah. close 40 times a week. It's like the only way that they can move the ball
0: is by throwing it. Yeah. And speaking of that, that kind of that's a nice little transition actually into like you said that Vegas Pittsburgh game. Um, it seems like one of the only ways that the Raiders can really move the ball effectively. Is in the air, and that brings Derek Carr into the light of everything. Wow. Um, he, I think, he's maybe the one of the passing leaders for the entire league right now in terms of passing yards. He had three hundred eighty-two last week, two touchdowns. I mean, he's playing. There, there was a few years ago when he was very fantasy relevant um with some thought that he was coming into his own and going to be able to you know take the team by storm star within the next couple seasons um all too much that nothing that was like all right here's their car and he's ready to launch off into something and, uh because he got hurt that year i think it was like two or three years ago uh I think it Derek was
1: 2017 Carr. he like broke he, I think yeah. he broke something. Right the Raiders the were really good.
0: Right. The Raiders are really good, and I they maybe they're uh, fell short of the playoffs after losing out the last couple of games or something, but Derek Carr was playing lights out. Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but he is playing fantastic. Um, he hit rugs on that deep dime of a ball for a 61 yard touchdown to, to Henry Ruggs. Ruggs w- walked away five for 130 113 and a touchdown um but the running backs i mean peyton barber actually was the lead ball carrier and he only had 32 yards on 13 13- you know and gruden said that by the way gruden said peyton's going to be involved in the yeah peyton barber's going to be involved which so that's not too much of a surprise but um, Drake, if he did end up starting and hoping that you get better value out of him, he at least still got you about five catches, 46 yards. There. Yeah, he bails you out on the on the reception side of things. Well, that's um, clearly why they have him, by the way. He's yeah. clearly oh, yeah. the third down back. He's gonna probably play a little bit of a similar role to what uh uh what's his name does in Cleveland Hunt. Similar to what mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt is playing. You know, he's a kind of a maybe flexible guy. Like you can yeah. flex play him and you're gonna get one week where he gets six catches and two touchdowns and you're like pumped. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he's going to get another week where he does something like this, you know, right. five catches, some odd yards. And that's about it. And it seems like Barber is kind of basically a one for one trade off with Jacob. So um, not that you necessarily need to really handcuff Jacob so much because in the, the line, isn't really giving so much efficiency. 2.5 yards per carry on average there for Peyton. Um, Drake had seven carries as well. He only took nine. That shows that this line isn't really able to do much on the ground. And so, again, that just kind of highlights Carr as someone who you could potentially start. um, But if nothing else, maybe a pickup and stash if your bench allows uh, that kind of flexibility and you don't really feel like you um, need some of these other guys that are maybe sitting on your bench otherwise. Uh, rugs is kind of similar in that way uh, and Waller was strangely only targeted seven times after last week's 19 the week before uh, he's not gonna be you know an all-star doing everything every single week but uh, you're just hoping for a little bit more than 11.5 points. But again, he's there while you're starting him every week. There's no question about that. Yeah. And on the Pittsburgh side, you, you know, some people finally got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of production from Najee Harris and it actually came in the passing game, which was interesting. Yeah. Five um, for 43 touchdowns. Yeah. I'm just a little bit, you know, uh, there, there's not a whole lot to talk about with, with Pittsburgh, in my opinion, Um Okay. Offensively, they haven't quite put it all together yet, and you got to give them time. So it's hard to, I, I still start Najee. I mean, it's hard not to, right? But you know, Deontay Johnson kind of moves to a flex position, not necessarily a starter. Are you me. joking? Deontay Johnson is a hundred percent a starter as long as he's healthy. Well, I mean, nine it catches, hundred five—that's pretty good day. He had twelve targets. 12 targets, 9 <laughs> catches, 105 yards. I knew there'd be a way to get a rise out of wow. Bobby if I just talked shit about Deontay for one second, wow. and then he explodes. Because you do love yourself some Deontay. As long as he's healthy. I mean,
1: Whatever reason, everyone...
0: everyone was still playing for Pittsburgh, even though they were down 9 with, like, 10 seconds left in the game or whatever, and Deontay Johnson, actually, uh, it looked like he got hurt on the very last play of the game um i it doesn't sound like it's anything major but something to keep an eye on so if for whatever reason they decide you know what we're gonna sit him out this next week Claypool will bounce up a little bit in terms of what you're looking at juju same sort of deal um schuster came away this last week six for 41 he's a flex guy Claypool's a flex guy but deontay johnson is solidly a wide receiver too you know, John, why is it that every time it's Bobby's game, we talk, I feel like forever? Because I actually have things to say, and you guys just gloss over everything. Well, no, it's, not, it's because it's not Bobby, be talks for,
1: Bobby talks podcast. for 15 minutes, and we're like, oh, God, we need to get this moving.
0: Yeah, and it's not supposed to be a two-hour-long podcast, but that's okay. All right, uh, John, your next game?
1: My next game was San Francisco-Philly. San Fran. yep. yep, San Francisco-Philly. was kind of a boring game. <laughs> I mean... I, I think I think you feel good if you have hurts that even if he you know it's a low low scoring game he still has that rushing production that it's no. gonna make him kind of he I, I would not be surprised if he ends up a top kind of five top seven quarterback for the, for the, year. the year yeah
0: yeah which
1: yeah. Um, is just really good production I mean for San Francisco I mean I. I think you're worried a little bit about Kale. He's just not getting kind yeah. of the production that you want from. You know, you have probably drafted him in the second, third round. And then, I mean, really, the only one you feel good about starting is Debo. Because mm-hmm. they're, yeah. I mean, you,
0: bro. I mean, great week last week, but this, yeah, I mean,
1: weeks decent. You can't start Ayuk anymore. No, it's even hard to. It's, I mean, you can roster him just based on potential. And where you drafted yeah. him, but I can see him being dropped in a few weeks. Yeah, um, especially want, you, if he you're keeps almost hoping for yeah, you're almost hoping for an injury for him to have any production.
0: Yeah, well, and I I think I told you guys that that I saw somewhere or heard somewhere that the um, coach is basically like, yeah, he's just not as good as other players, and this, I mean that this pretty much proves it. Yeah, it
1: shows it's not a one week fluke.
0: Yeah, right. It wasn't just
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean every all three San Francisco running backs got hurt who played. It looks like yeah. Elijah
0: Mitchell though is going to kind of come out of that okay.
1: Yeah, and Sermon yeah. I think was just was a concussion, so he's yeah, so right back soon. But yeah, um, yeah, Hasty, I I I, don't I, I don't think know. Hasty is
0: out. I think they already said Hasty will not be playing this week. Yeah, and so right now the the healthiest running back on their team is Trenton Cannon. Yeah, well, that's not going to. I mean, Elijah Mitchell will, will dominate that backfield next week, I believe, as well. But, but yeah, you know, again, I think it's something I will say this. I made a comment last week about the 49ers, and, and that is that they're going to be like this every week. Like, you, you don't know who the guy is going to be. It's next week, it's probably Kittle, to be honest with you. Next week, Kittle yeah, goes off against the Packers. I think that's who they're playing and scores, like, a touchdown or two and has, you know, who knows how many yards. Like, that's the thing that makes it so difficult.
1: Yeah, I think you're almost hoping for, like, them to lose two, three games in a row look terrible and put Trey Lance in and hope Trey Lance, you know, makes the offense more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. it
0: Puts a spark in everything. Um, Mitchell's day looks better if he doesn't. Barely go down at the inch line, and Garoppolo does a quarterback sneak the next play. Sure, Um, because they took that touchdown off the board for Mitchell. But beyond that, otherwise, yeah, you're looking at a pretty decent day. I mean, 40 down, but it's better than just the the 42 yards there and two for 11. So yeah, um, yeah, something definitely keep an eye on that for
1: the Eagles receivers. It was just a bad day for everyone, other than. Watkins who had one ninety-one yard catch and didn't even get the touchdown.
0: Yeah, right. Um, is that something to keep an eye on at least? Is Watkins someone to oh, he's, he's throw explosive. on the end of your bench? I mean, obviously Smith is the guy that you want. He had seven targets. Um, if you're rostering a, a Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, but is Watkins or Rager one of those guys to also have? Just, I mean, I'm, and, I'm, they, I'm still going with Rager
1: because Rager yeah. is still getting the targets. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, think, I think you want Devontae Smith and Rager. I don't know, and I think you can feel fine playing Goddard. I think Goddard's probably a good play this week. I think Ertz is on the COVID list, mm-hmm. so if he doesn't yeah, play, he then Goddard maybe. I mean, even Goddard's kind of hard to play if Ertz is playing. Yeah. Um. Right, but. Tight end so thin, it's hard to not play him
0: too. Yeah, you well, much have. it's kind of a little bit of both.
1: But I mean, yeah. it's also a good defense. I mean, the Niners gave up a ton of points to the Lions in the in garbage time. I think they um...
0: handled that game pretty easily. And I think that's what this kind of week proved a little bit too, because Philly was kind of came out as a expected to be a much better team, and the defense kind of shut them down.
1: Yeah, and it was just kind of an ugly game. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wasn't pretty. No. Uh, let's go on to the next one LA versus the Colts. So, this one actually, you know, it was very, I think, a very exciting game. I don't know if anybody paid attention to it at the end there. Uh, the Colts made it very interesting. Um, but uh, overall, the, the Rams came out with a W at 27 24. A couple highlights, real quick, that I'm going to talk about. So, number one, if you have Jonathan Taylor, you're a little disappointed. Okay. Uh, you know, 50, 51 yards, no touchdown. You know, last week, uh, he was saved a little bit by being involved in the passing game this week. He had one catch on one target. Um, so not all that exciting from him. And I think you're, you're starting to get a little worried because of, you know, he's a first round draft pick by a lot of
1: guys. Yeah. I, but I the count, the he... counter to that being worried is I think the worry going into the year for Taylor is how much is Mack and Hines going to take away from him. And they didn't really take anything away. Like it was right. just they. It's just they didn't have a great rushing day against the Rams, who have a good defense. So, I think I'd be more worried if you know Taylor had eleven carries and Mac had nine, right? but, I mean, well, it's, but it was fifteen, 15, and 15 five. to five. Fifteen to five. So he's still well, getting seventy-five percent right. of the rushes. So. But
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a quick point to what you just said, John. You're right; they didn't have a good rushing game against a good rushing defense, right? You know, so I understand that. But last week they played the Seahawks, and the Seahawks just gave up an ungodly amount of rushing yards to Derrick Henry, right? Whereas Taylor had 56 yards and averaged 3.3 yards per carry. So I think this is a, you know, again, it's early in the season. So let's you know, first be real about that. But I think this could be something that if you do have him and you see those two similar weeks kind of 50 yards-ish rushing two weeks in a row, um, you, you start to wonder. And then the other thing, I don't know if anybody's watching that, but Car- I think... I think Carson Wentz broke his ankle.
1: The king, um, no, he both. sprained. He sprained both. He sprained ankles. both he ankles. He pulled okay. a Joey.
0: It was yeah. <laughs> it okay, was, now it we're was not It was not pretty. I watched. I saw it happen, and it it looked painful to. Me. Yeah. Um. So maybe he escapes that, but either way, I mean, he the office ha- offense has not been very efficient with him running it. It's just not. I'm not as excited as I might have been because a lot of people are getting Taylor maybe 10th overall. And at that position, I think I'd be pretty excited. But now I'm looking at this and seeing what the offense is doing. and I'm I'm just not as excited as I might have been. Yeah, the one thing that you – if you want to try and figure out a way to be excited about him is they had the ball on the one-yard line and gave it to him three times. And then I think he got like another – one or two goal line, again like five I think goal line carries in this game. He didn't get it in, but he's the guy getting the work uh, on a team that they can move the ball at least a, at least to a certain degree. And so that is the one thing that you can at least, if anything, hang your hat on that when they get in close, it's gonna be him and those touchdowns, hopefully, hopefully should come around as the season goes along and um, better days, I guess better days are ahead for Jonathan Taylor. If you, if there's someone in your league, that's panicking about them, um, maybe you can make a trade and, and grab him from somebody else. Yep. Absolutely. Um, anyway, going back to this game, a quick highlight uh, and we'll go on to the next one. Uh, Cooper cup looks like a freaking stud, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think you're pretty excited if you have Cooper Cup on your team. Two touchdowns this week, 11 targets, so the target share stayed up. Um, just an overall uh, you know, bomb of a week for him, really. Uh, and then everything else, for the most part, is what you expected. One guy that I will mention real fast is Sony Michel. I know last week we talked, is it time to dump him, get rid of him? He did have 10 carries, so he was much more involved this week. I think that comment, I think Bob, I think you made it saying maybe he just hasn't learned the offense enough yet.
1: Well, yeah, but Mm -hmm. Henderson's also injured, so I think it's probably
0: more the Henderson injury, yeah. But all the more reason to have Sonny Michelle, yep. So, because if something happens, um, any other comments on this game before we go on to uh, let's see, Bobby, New Orleans, Carolina is your game.
1: I think, I think Robert Woods is a bylaw candidate too. Bobby
0: Trees, call him Bobby Trees, that's his name,
1: Robert Woods, Bobby
0: Trees. Interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree, John. I, I think any really I think either of those guys is somebody that you're not like you're kind of excited if you have him on your team because
1: Yeah, I I just think they, it's gonna average out over time between him and Cup. Yeah. I I don't Cup's not gonna you know he's not gonna end up with thirty four touchdowns on the year.
0: No, he's not, but he could be a Thielen. You know, he could have 14 or 15 touchdowns on the year if, the, if it continues. Uh, but I think that offense just, the, you know, the one thing that, that they'll say about, and I think I, they were saying this to you the other day about uh, Stafford is he's just going to take what the defense has given him. He's not going to go nuts and try to force it to one guy. And they've just been giving him Cooper Cup. And he's just been able to get the ball to him. He's been making plays. So, anyway, Bobby, your next game. Um, so I got Carolina. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. Oh, Carolina. Oh, I missed that one. I yeah. it's on my sheet. It's just, I thought I already talked about that one. Yeah. Um, shows how well this, uh, IPA is going for me. Yeah. Well, with as much as <sighs> you talk, I'm not surprised that you forgot that you already didn't talk about this one. Um, all right, so Sam Darnold's actually playing like a, a decent quarterback that you can potentially stream week to week. Uh, depending on the matchup, of course, he had some pretty, de- pretty good matchups to start off the season. Um, New Orleans apparently doesn't have a really good pass defense, I guess. Uh, he had 305 and two touchdowns. Uh, CMC's a cheat code. Uh, you're starting him every week. There's no there's no question of that. Um, wait,
1: wait. Did you say you're going to start CMC every week?
0: Yeah. Wow. Such great kind of, insight. Does that go kind of into the
1: bold prediction category?
0: It should. Uh, he had 24 carries, and then he also had five catches. So he touched the ball almost 30 times. Um, it's just ridiculous, the usage there. And then he just bounces back every single time and continues to produce. At ridiculous levels. Um, you like DJ Morg with his 11 targets, 8 for 79 in the score. Um, I don't really know that you're starting any other pass catchers there. And then New Orleans, it's Kamara, and that's it. Well, New Orleans only ran 39 offensive plays. Yeah.
1: So um, they, they really didn't
0: have the ball very often. The thing is there's more of a domination from Carolina, which is interesting because New lose was so good last week. Um but yeah, it's hard to trust any wide receivers. It yeah, I mean it's very just it's hard to trust Jameis, it's hard to trust any wide receivers. Yeah. You can't start the tight ends there. Like it's Kamara and we'll uh talk next week.
1: <laughs> yep. like, yeah, yep. they, even Kamara, he got he had five rushing yards.
0: I think a lot of people are, yeah. I have him on uh, our Dynasty League and, and very disappointed in the week yeah. he had this week. Well, yeah, eight carries, five yards.
1: Yeah, so maybe yeah. they were just on kind of that one-week high, you know, playing after the hurricane, and we'll see what, what they actually look like as a team. And I who, think this
0: upcoming week will be a good test to see who they are, like you just saying. I, yeah. I really do. Because, I mean, um,
1: I don't think Peyton loves Winston as their quarterback, so I can see him trying to, you know, swap him out for Hill if he's not playing well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if, if you can, um, Panthers' defense is actually looking like one of the better defenses out there, at least for fantasy. Uh, I mean, we're only through two games, but they're the only defense in most scoring formats over ten points each week,
1: yeah. And
0: this week they get, who does Carolina play this week? Don't know. They play, they play a terrible team, uh, that has like a backup quarterback starting. Houston. So they play Houston this week. That's right. So, uh, definitely Struville defense, and maybe somebody to that you can play going forward too. So, yeah. start him this week and you might have something really good for the rest of the season. And yeah, that's... let's get through these next couple of games here pretty quickly because there's some more exciting ones to talk about. John, you at Cincinnati-Chicago.
1: Is this one of the exciting ones? No. I mean, the most exciting thing that happened is, you know, Amy Dalton got hurt and is no longer the starting quarterback. Even though Matt Nate, this proves why Matt Nakey needs to be fired. He said even if – or no matter how Fields plays, when Dalton comes back, he's gonna be the starter. <laughs> Which is just the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Um, but I mean the I, I think the maybe the highlight is Daryl Mooney had a okay game.
0: His name is Darnell. Darnell? Bobby's really obsessed with him, so yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> Bunker is telling you my dog If you heard him there. He's also telling you what his name is. Dark, no. <laughs> All right, John, go ahead. Keep with your analysis, please.
1: Yeah, and I think for, for Cincinnati, they kind of revert it back to kind of what we expect. They you know pass more than they rush. Mixon had kind of an okay game, m- more of a down game, no touchdown. He's still, you know, getting the volume for carries. And then Boyd had his bounce back where he um, he had nine targets, seven catches. I think this kind of proves that you can feel good starting all three Cincinnati wide receivers. Um, and Jamar Chase had a little bit of a down game, but uh, I think this kind of solidifies to me that I feel good thinking that all three could be kind of uh, top 36 wide receiver who you can start every week, kind of in the same realm as Pittsburgh where – you're going to have disappointing weeks with all of them, but you'll over over the course of the season, you'll have probably 10, 11 productive weeks from them if you start them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it may be, like you said, I mean, you hit it right on the head on that one. Uh, we'll move on to the next game unless anybody else has some comments. No. All right, next game was Houston-Cleveland for me. Um, we'll go pretty quickly through this one. On Houston, it's a pretty clear cut. Uh, really, the only guy in my opinion that's startable is, is Cooks, Brandon Cooks, and I think he's a, he's a wide, solid wide receiver too, creeping into wide receiver one range. Uh, 14 yeah. targets this week with a touchdown, 97 yard, 98 or 78 yards receiving in nine catches. He's, I mean, he's right there, guys, on that wide receiver one line. Uh, yeah. Ingram dominated the carries, but nothing special there. Really, this is more about the Browns, Cleveland. Um, Chubb had a decent game, 11 carries, uh, 95 yards. I mean, the guy was a stud, 8.6 yards per carry with a touchdown, um, but had a couple sniped from him. The fullback, Janovic, scored a touchdown, which that normally won't happen. So, Chubb could have had a much bigger week. Um, so did Mayfield Baker, I think, had a one or two yards, uh, little touchdown run as well. So, got kind of sniped a couple TDs from him, but that's okay. Um, so anyway, you know, on that side, Chubb, you're starting for sure. Interesting, you know who you begin to look at at wide receiver coming into next week um, for Cleveland. OBJ is said to potentially be back. Uh, Schwartz, the rookie, had a decent week, week one, but hardly involved in week two. Um, there's there's some speculation that people like people's Jones, um, Higgins is up there. Uh, and then that the little running back Felton had a touchdown, on a big, uh, like a 33 yard touchdown catch or something like that. So the wide receiver core in Cleveland's a little bit of a iffy one. If you're looking DFS, that might be somebody worth taking a flyer on as a cheaper wide receiver out of Cleveland, uh, this upcoming week. But we'll, we'll talk about that in one of our other podcasts. So mm-hmm. long story short, that's kind of what you're seeing with that game. Again, clear cut, you know, Cleveland for the most part dominated this game. I will say early, uh, you know, Houston was there, um, but then once uh, Taylor went down, it was kind of over. Um, Is Felton a guy to like keep an eye on at least? Nah, he's no, he's third in the depth chart.
1: Absolutely not. He, okay. he. All, I mean,
0: he he might play a little slot wide receiver now because they're so thin at wideout. But he's he's not a he's not even with that'll slot. probably yeah like, that'll probably go more so to Hunt. Well, Hunt will be involved in the backfield more, I would say, but. Like, again, the, Felton is not – he's not somebody we should expect a whole lot out of.
1: No, I mean, they still have Higgins. They still have People's jones and that. And, and then Schwartz, who, so
0: again, like I said, he had a decent week. Uh, OBJ should come back this week from what I'm hearing. Uh, and then when Landry comes back, it's a totally different guy. So, you know, even if you try to take a flyer on him for a week yes. or two, you're still –
1: and, you still, almost, and you still have almost 50% of the receptions going to the tight end. So, I think, right. you know, probably more of an uptick to the tight ends that you're looking for with Lane you're going out. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Agreed.
0: Bobby, your next game, tennessee Seattle. This one was a fun one. Why don't you talk about it? Uh, it was a fun one. The one thing um, to really note is that Tannehill didn't have any touchdowns. Which is sad. He, he got Canada one. Else. He got one robbed. I didn't have any touchdowns on the stat sheet. He got one robbed, but <laughs> Julio Jones' touchdown was one thousand percent a touchdown. Uh, and even without it, Bobby, uh, who had a better week, Julio or AJ Brown? Julio did. He had six for one twenty-eight, but no touchdowns. A significantly better week, by the way. Yeah, he just he had saying. a much better week. He was he was kind of put on blast a little bit. Um, Yes, he was. What, His coach got pissed last week. Yeah. One big takeaway though is that suddenly Derrick Henry is like catching passes. I was yeah. He 100%. had six catches this last week. Uh six for fifty-five even. So like he got an additional eleven points out of him in the passing game, which he had all of what, twenty catches last year? I
1: think he might 30 have thirty catches.
0: 16. Yeah. It was definitely a small number. He has nine already this year. Yep. So they're doing a little bit something different there with him. So definitely like that for the upside uh, that you're seeing. Um, 182, three touchdowns. I mean, it's just ridiculous what you're seeing out of him. But really, those are the only three guys, Henry, Julio, and A.J. Brown, the only three guys that you're comfortable really starting. Um, This next week, Tannehill is playing against the Colts, so maybe streamable. But um, Henry, you're starting. There's nothing. I, I mean, there's nothing else there. One thing that I pointed out preseason about Derrick Henry is that he seems to kind of be this guy who goes off for 40 points and then gets like seven points the next week. Um, looking at last season, he had four games where he went over 30 points. And in those games, he actually went over 35 points, each one of them. And so he pretty much won you each week. But those were all against divisional opponents. This is the first time that he's gone off like this against a non-divisional opponent. Uh, And so you love to see that because you still kind of have in the back of your mind that he's going to go off maybe three or four more times, maybe five more times the rest of the season. So Bobby, are
1: are you willing to go out on limb and say that you would start Derrick Henry every week?
0: I'm just saying that there are times when Derrick Henry doesn't give you the production. Obviously, he's not going to give you 40 points every week, but he had, you know, just as many weeks under 20 as he had over 20. So I got, I got a quick comment on Derrick Henry, which you guys are going to find hilarious. I mean, look at last season. No, just listen to this real quick. I'm prepared to be disappointed. My neighbor's team. T who I told you about that had a stupid good team right and the reason why is she had made all these trades to make her team really really sinking good yeah. because she made a bet with three people in her league or actually four people in her league better a hundred dollars each that she could not go the season without making trades after the season started right so <laughs> she loses horribly week one right because Derrick Henry had a bad day. All these guys that she had shake. Saquon Barkley had a bad day. All these guys that she had on her team for the most part had bad days. So she did not have that good of a week other than like, I think it was what Hill and Kelsey had good weeks, but on those guys, like she just had a very blah, blah kind of week. So she proceeds to trade. Oh, and loses $400 because she decided to make a trade and she traded away her number one overall draft pick. Derrick Henry who then proceeds to go off <laughs> Yeah, it, with the team that she had. You just sit on and go, okay, this is the easiest 400 bucks I just made. If my team somehow sucks the whole season, I still made, four hundred. I made $400. I'm up right on, on my whole fantasy year. Maybe depending on how many games or how many teams I have. Yep. Yep. She like, just, she just blew everything. Oh. It was just brutal. So, anyway, that's a fun fact on that one. Let's move on to the next game because we're getting a little long here, long-winded. Well, Um, I didn't talk about Seattle. Oh,
1: Um,
0: well, okay, good. Wilson, (laughs) that was sarcastic. Wilson, you're starting him. He had a huge day again, 343 and two touchdowns. Um, Lockett, I mean, you you can't not start him. DK Metcalf, same sort of thing. Lockett is looking at, at, you know, that – top-shelf tier of wide receiver at this point, the way that he's coming around. And a guy to watch is, uh, is Swaim. He had five for 95 and a touchdown. So someone maybe throw on the end of your bench if you're in one of those deeper leagues, maybe a, a guy that you could play in a flex if you're in like a 14- or 16-team league or something bigger, um, like any of those um, guillotine leagues. And Carson only had 13 for 31 yards, but he did bail you out with two touchdowns. He's still a guy that you're probably going to start every single week. There's no reason not to. You just hope that that yardage comes back around. Agreed. Good. Uh, John, next game for you, Minnesota-Arizona.
1: Yeah, this was a brutal game. I mean, great for fantasy, just brutal for if you're a Vikings fan.
0: Yeah, which we all three are. It was depressing. I immediately started chugging a beer after that happened. Yeah? Yeah. It I wasn't believe... Bud Light. It was actually a Modelo Especial, which was fairly good. Um, yeah,
1: I think the, the, you know, for the Vikings, obviously, you, you know, Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, you're going to start them. I think the the intriguing thing is really kind of KJ Osborne for the second week in a row had good production. So, I think he's definitely a target. And it seems like they're um, at least willing to play three wide receiver sets more often than they have in the past and target the third wide receiver more than they have in the past. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, with Cook being injured, um, kind of nursing an injury already, maybe they uh, aren't going to be as run heavy as they have in the past. Um, I think with their secondary of how we saw the defense play, I think they could get into a lot of high scoring games. Um I think with with their pass rush, maybe against someone who can't run like Kyler or Russell Wilson next week, maybe Right. I was
0: gonna they hit Seattle next week.
1: Yeah, which I expect will be brutal again. But yeah, you know and then for for Arizona, I mean Murray's looking like the second best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback in the league. Well, Tom Brady. But Yeah, okay, yeah. You got me there. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um I, I think the touche. I mean the the biggest surprise the biggest surprise for me was really Max Williams. I didn't really see him uh, kind of having this big game. Maybe it's just that homecoming to Minnesota that um, really inspired him. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of curious going forward if this is just kind of, you know, Hopkins was nursing an injury for the second half of the game. So I'm wondering if kind of the Rondale Moore, Max Williams production was kind of just him not being at 100% or is, I, I really don't expect Max Williams to continue to have that level of production in this now, offense. He was a
0: good pass catcher. <laughs> with the Gophers when he was there. Um, But I have, you know, the point I want to, I'm just curious on, you guys uh, might have a better idea on this or not, but is it just me or was Patrick Peterson rarely targeted again last week?
1: I mean, he Um, he was destroyed early by Hopkins, and that's where I'm not sure when Hopkins got injured, if that kind of played, like Hopkins got his – he got like the four fifty four and a touchdown in the first half. Immediately, yeah,
0: yeah. And, then, and that was all in the first half. But then after that, I mean, was he hurt after that? And that's why. But but even so, whoever came in after him, what I'm saying is, he kind of shut him down, right? I, or I shouldn't say that. The first drive he didn't, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I, is the Viking secondary is poor?
1: Yes,
0: without question. The guy opposite of, um, Patterson needs to be changed. And I think there's a lot of fans voting for Cam Dancer who who made a very nice play in the end zone late in the game to stop a touchdown. Um, but, you know, take that out of the equation, right? So, you know, if, if the Vikings get that piece figured out, I think they're a better team. But, but regardless, like when you're looking at fantasy value, like we got next week coming up as Lockett and DK Metcalf, is one of those guys do you put on the side and say, well, no he may not be as productive because he's got no
1: Peterson on there.
0: No. All right. Good to know.
1: Especially with, Mm -hmm. especially with DK and Lockett and Russell throwing, because Russell's a better deep ball thrower than Murray. And you have, you know, just this huge, fast physical threat, and then maybe the best deep ball catcher in the league. So, I mean, no, you're, you're, You have no concerns of certain either Seahawk or, yeah. Yeah, we're We're starting to get into next week's games. What's absurd
0: absurd here is that Kyler Murray is averaging 35 points a game. Uh, We'll see if that continues, but he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks this year. Making him the best quarterback in fantasy football right now. Yep. By five points per game.
1: Well, depending depending on how your scoring is. True. It's, All right, yeah. my next
0: game. Uh, speaking of best quarterbacks, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Um, I'll go through this one pretty quickly. Not a whole wait, lot. To talk wait, about. stop. Kirk Cousins is streamable again. You can play him. He's number 10 quarterback at this point in the season. All right. And I'm going to continue I'm now not- that Bobby's done talking. Um, anyway, again, just trying to get through this, guys. I know we, we don't have to go super in depth on everything. Uh, But Tampa, Atlanta, a lot closer game than what the final score shows. Um, Tampa Bay defense, if you had them, you got really excited in the last basically five minutes of the game. Uh, It was a little bit nuts. But anyway, uh, Tom Brady, five touchdowns. It's hard not to play him every week. Um, Coming into the game, you would have thought that it wouldn't have been as big of a game for him, but it was. Antonio Brown not playing this week could be interesting for Chris Godwin and and, uh, And Mike Evans, Mike Evans had two touchdowns last week. I still think Mike Evans is kind of touchdown dependent. Um, And then uh, Gronkowski kind of proving why he's basically Gronkowski. I mean,
1: mean, Mike Evans had the most catches and the most receiving yards on the team. So I don't know why he would be touchdown dependent. Right.
0: Uh, Mike Evans was – he's gone over a 1,000 yards receiving each of the last – what, four years? No,
1: I think it's six. Six,
0: six years, years, and he's the awesome. only receiver to ever have done that. But, right, he's not a guy that you can – It's really touchdown dependent. You know, yeah. getting a 1,000 yards receiving every
1: year. Nobody he else right. – Sorry, Joe. That. Seven, every, seven Joe, years. Seven every year years. he's been in the league. He barely oh, wow. got a
0: 1,000 yards last year. I, had, I lost a bet oh, wow. because of that because he got like a 1,001 yards last and year. And 13
1: so. touchdowns. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, don't start. Yeah, him. touchdown don't play dependent. Him. Like I said, I, I still think he's he's pretty dependent on those touchdowns to to score you some points. Uh, anyway, going to the I'm not going to get into it. I will say this, Bobby. Who was the starting running back that you were so adamant about being named the starting running back for uh, Tampa Bay? Um, uh, are we talking Jones? Yeah, Thanks. remember. Jones, you're so like adamant about him being the starting running back, and I said that Fournette was the guy that you wanted to start. And you said but he's not even the starter. Yeah, yeah because the so coach really the kid. coach said that Jones was the starter. Yeah, so eleven carries uh for Fournette, six for Jones, um oh, four no. catches for Fournette and and one for Jones. Just saying. Yeah, um but overall oh, well, that's the only thing to talk Joe, about. I've Calvin never Radio advocated for relevant. anybody to ever start Ronald Jones. I've never said that. I just said that the coach named Ronald Jones the starter and he yep. was the gay, the guy that was out there at the beginning of the game and then they split and, split so, carries. But your argument your your argument was that uh um, don't don't start on either one net. of them. So, I you but, can't trust either one of them. I, I think if you start anybody, it's Fournette. All day. Anyway, we don't need to get into this right. I now. Okay? D- I don't I finish my Jones. analysis. I, to you're really trying to fish team. for a bet there, but there isn't one. To There's be had no bets. I'm I don't fish right. for any bets. I'm just saying that fernet's better than whatever, and he's potentially startable, especially as a flex. All right, Patterson is the only guy that's exciting to not even exciting to talk about, but he could be one of those. Let's take a shot on him, you know, kind of thing.
1: Who, who, uh, brought, be, who brought him up last week?
0: Uh, John did. That was a great, great person to bring up. Uh, he could be worth a pickup, I think, to some because degree. John's um, better than both of us. Seven carries, he's just barely out-touched by Mike Davis, but had five catches on seven targets. I think they're, they might, you know, just to figure out how to use him. Calvin Ridley, Ridley is the only real startable <laughs> player in Atlanta. Seven catches, a touchdown, ten targets. Pitts. And Pitts also is a starter. Um, but mainly because of where he's drafted. He had a good week, five catches, 73 yards, just didn't score a touchdown. Um, so not a not a bad return for him. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: at, at tight end this year, that's probably – if he has games like that, he'll probably be top, you know, five, six.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if he keeps doing that, I, I'm pretty sure that I'll get a couple touchdowns in there and he should hopefully win me my bet with Bobby. Um, so Who's is that? That? moving on. Yeah. Moving one, on one,
1: one question on this game quick on Gronk. Do you think Gronk continues – to produce, I, I don't think he's going to have a large volume of receptions, but do you think he, like, do you think he could get kind of 16 touchdowns this year?
0: I think he gets 16 touchdowns. Cause you got to think there's, first of all, there's 17 games, right? Uh, he's already got what four. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he's going to be as proven his entire career with Tom Brady. He's going to look his way at the goal line. Um, so, in the red zone, he's a target. You're telling me he can't find a way to get 12 more touchdowns in the next 15 games? You know, I, I think so.
1: Yeah, I've seen him being floated around. It's kind of a sell high. But I, I think he I, – I don't no, know, how, gonna I don't know how much for? you're going to get for him. And then I, I could only see really wanting to trade him if you kind of draft it on the top. If you drafted, like, Hawkinson, then you also have Gronk.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And then, then maybe you try to trade Gronk. But I, I almost wonder, yeah. would you try to trade Gronk, or would you try to like trade Hawkinson for, you uh, know, a top, stud, a stud stud wide something. receiver, running back, and then feel good that Gronk is going to get you sixteen touchdowns.
0: Well, I'm I th- think you go either way. To be honest, right? With you. I That's think you can't go wrong. That's, it's, it's a matter of what is it that you're needing in return. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be someone in your league where you can get a you know running back in that fifteen, 15 range for Gronk, but for sure in that like higher tier of that. Well, range I think your your best bet if you're in like that wide receiver running back, if you're in that situation, your best bet to me is is you know taking like a Gronk with a, your number two running back and trading them for somebody else's number one running back. So you get what I'm saying? Like, like packaging it that way, that's your best bet to get the type of return you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Hawkinson's uh, production will stay where it's at and continue to be um, at that high level where you're not going to. Where I think there will be weeks when Gronk isn't classic vintage Gronk like he's been. Um. So I think I guess uh, I would go with Hawkinson as the guy that I'd want to keep on my team. But again, it depends on what am I going to get in return, and is that difference in that value? back Two for Gronk or wide receiver two for Gronk versus a a uh, high end wide receiver two slash low end running back one kind of deal for Hawkinson. I mean, maybe I'll do that instead. It's just a matter of what that upside really looks like for that guy that I'm getting. Yeah, but sure. definitely, definitely something to float around, especially to a team that is really tight end needy and maybe went with you know two or, you know two good running backs to start and and was able to pick up like a Tyson Williams or something like that as well. And they're a little bit rich at that running back spot right now. Yeah. Very good. Right. Was, oh, I remember what I was going to say. So, Kyle Pitts, right now, through two games, he is averaging 9.7 points per game, which over a 17 game schedule puts him at 164. And that makes it so that I win the bet by 20 points right now. Oh, nice. So, there's good your update up. there. Good, good. All right, we guys, we got, uh, I'd like to get this done in the next 10 minutes. We have. Detroit, Green Bay, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Dallas, L.A. So, John, let's start with Dallas and L.A. because that's probably the most boring game out of all those this week.
1: Yeah, surprisingly. So, Joe, which Dallas wide receiver had the better game this week? Back was before. it CD? Was, was it
0: CD? I think it was. Uh, did,
1: but Did he have Amari eight for 81 and did Amari have three for 24?
0: Now, Amari got hurt, but yes, you are correct. <sighs>
1: Okay. So stop
0: calling out wide receivers' names because you're going to start saying my wide receivers and they're going to start getting hurt. You did it with you. You did it with Jarvis. Landry. You did it to Landry. You're saying you, I got a double injury did it to be, Cooper because I said these guys were going to be better. I think yeah. Cooper would be better all year. Okay, not just no. game one or game but two. These I think are be people better that all you year. you have specifically named these players, and now there is a curse on their back.
1: Oh, don't throw Joe, that. I, evil I on just me. I just know how don't giddy I know, I know how giddy me. you were after Amari had that big game week one and it was a giant. had more points than C D, so I just wanted to point out
0: that yeah no very good point John you've made your point. Good job. Congratulations and yeah. that's yeah Pollard is somebody interesting to talk about. What's your thoughts there?
1: Yeah I, I mean I'm just wondering if we're kind of seeing the end of Zeke just being kind of the every down kind of workhorse and if it's really just going to move to true split in Dallas
0: is that Zeke or is that coaching because he did this to Aaron Jones as well and we saw how good Aaron Jones we'll talk about him a little bit later but the same thing happened in Green Bay where he split the carries between these two running backs and, but one was clearly better than the other
1: yeah, Pollard had 8.4 yards of carry, and Zeke had 4.4. Yeah. One, one is more than – One other. is – right. So, yeah, I, I'm – Well, follow the
0: money too, guys. I mean, Zeke's making
1: right more well, money than anybody. Yeah, but he's getting old. He's carried the ball a lot. And, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, that's something they talk about with Zeke a lot is how much work he's had over his career. And then that's why he didn't play a snap in the preseason. So I'm wondering if they are really going to reduce his workload a lot. I think that's something to be nervous about. And hopefully if you have Zeke, you, you know, handcuffed him with Pollard.
0: Pollard, does he have standalone value? Is Like, can you throw Pollard in your flex? If he has another week like this, I think he begins to have that conversation. I think this could be, it's difficult to say yes to that question after one really good week.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the, the game flow for this is not what you expected. I don't know that you really expect to see Dallas run the ball 31 times. Right. Right. Maybe. And if you maybe go back was,
0: to last week, guys. Pollard, three rushes, 14 yards, um, four catches. So he was involved, but not nearly what he did this last week. Yeah, but
1: Zeke, how many times did Zeke run the ball last week?
0: As, uh, hold on. I had it just a second ago. 12 times, 13 times? Yeah, so yeah, not... they split it.
1: Well, I wouldn't call that split. Yeah, but he's not. They didn't run the ball a ton last week. No,
0: they didn't. I mean, 15 or 16 total runs overall, with 11 of them going or 12 of them going to uh,
1: Zeke. It's you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we expect them to pass more than they run, but
0: they'll be a pretty high scoring offense all year. It's not bad to have a cowboy on your team. Pollard's somebody that's worth a risk. If he's on the waiver wire, pick him up. You know, like he's somebody that's worth a pickup, but I don't think I'm starting him just yet.
1: Yeah, I think you definitely want to have him on your team, especially if you have Zeke. And I think right. he's fine to roster on anything, right?
0: And if anything ever happened to him, he's easily a top five, top seven running back, yeah. Yeah, and real quick on the Chargers, I don't think anybody's too worried about Eckler, he's heavily involved, he had nine catches last week. Um, but question on Herbert anybody worried?
1: No. No, I mean, he still had a lot of yards and threw the ball a lot. So, I think he yeah. still has. I
0: mean, he only had 10 incompletions the whole game. So, he's he's got some good efficiency at 87.2 rating. But his QBR was only uh, 34. So, like, I, I see what you're saying in terms of um, are you worried about him? But na- nothing's screaming alarm bells and panic yet.
1: Yeah. I yeah mean, are, I- you, are you worried about Dak? No, but right. so that but that is
0: a situation where if you had Herbert, um, you know I've been there's a couple guys I've mentioned throughout this podcast here of guys that you could pick up and stream and and maybe play this next week, um, so there can be a question mark there if uh, if you're looking to try and make some change or or at least have some other options for yourself. Yeah, and the last guy to talk about here, Mike Williams, is he starting every week for you?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think so too. Not yeah. seven ninety one and a touchdown. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, he didn't get the end but he was he's, in
1: the, he's in the top ten receivers right now, so I think yeah. you have to serve him. Yeah, it's hard not
0: to. And and his route tree is is uh, he's not doing so much deep work now. Um, I think his you know yards average target or something like that is somewhere in that like nine to twelve range versus you know fifteen plus of what it was last year. Right. Right. Uh, and so that that helps because he's running more routes that he can actually catch. Um, and he's not falling weird. <laughs> like he, sure. he has been sure. in the past. Yeah, sure. Um, All right. Any other comments before we go Packers lines? Um, um, Eckler is only four points behind Chubb right now in our bet. Oh, Good. They're, they're very close. They're, Nick Chubb's I expect fourth. that to be a pretty close bet all I, year, That's going to be a fun one. I hope that they both stay healthy all season long because I don't want a cheap win by either one of us. Right. Um, but Chubb has 39 points, and Eckler is at 34. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a tight one, a, I think. A five-point the difference really there. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, good. All right, getting to Lions-Packers. Bobby, yours. Um, Swift... Um, eight for 37 and then four for 41. It was kind of a split backfield because Williams had seven carries as well and he had three catches for 12 yards. Um, But Swift is actually one of the most heavily targeted running backs in the league right now. Um, I believe even more or very comparable to what uh, uh, Alvin Kamara is. And so you're very happy if you uh, have Swift on your team for that reason. Uh, And he's, you know, producing. So they're something definitely to be kind of hanging your hat on. Goff is a potential streaming option. Um, The team's going to be behind most games, and so there's going to be a lot of junk time. I think we talked about that a little bit last week too. Uh, We already said everything that needs to be said about Hawkinson. And the only other guy that you maybe uh, look at picking up, throwing on the end of your bench is... uh, Uh, I believe Quintess Cephas is the most targeted wide receiver. There's going to be somebody that's going to be doing something out of uh, Detroit, and it looks like Cephas might be that guy. So, again, if you are needing a a flex-worthy guy or something like that, he is someone to look at. Uh, Then we got Aaron Rodgers. Four touchdowns um aaron jones had kind of a pedestrian day only 17 for 67 and a touchdown um so you don't really like that all too much oh you really just say that (laughs) oh wait he had six sketches for 48 yards and three touchdowns and he went off yeah um (laughs) just just absolutely ridiculous so you love to see that uh, Aaron Jones involvement. He that's I think the second time he's gone over 40 points um, in two see like he did last year too. Um, and he gets they get the 49ers next week. 49ers have allowed already 19 receptions to running backs. So potentially another big Aaron Jones uh, receiving day coming up. We'll see how that works out. Um,
1: yeah, I, Adams. Think, I almost think the biggest thing for him is we were – I think a lot of people thought that A.J. Dillon was going to fill into the Jamal Williams role, and it really seems like Jones is now more of a feature back, and they do, really yeah. don't have the complimentary back that they have. You know,
0: Jones, right. Jones looks like a number one running back. He could be a top, top three running back this year, and that would be, what, three or four three years in a row where he's been in the top five or so running backs yeah. on the season? Yeah,
1: Aaron and Jones now right have, now, right now, now, now Aaron Jones sniping
0: is and the carries three. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Dylan will come in and, and do some you know spot work here and there. It seems, but he's yeah. not someone that's really cutting into Jones's production or, yeah. or anything else. And I think this is a little bit more of what we expect from Green Bay, right? You know, Adams had a decent game, eight catches, 121 yards. Yeah. I really needed him or Swift to get a touchdown to try and get and beat you, John, in our other league. Um, couldn't quite pull that one off, but I coming into the game, I thought I had a pretty good chance. Um, yeah. The yardage is there for Adams. He'll get touchdowns as the season goes. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Probably not going to be the, the. you know, I think we always talk about regressing to the mean, you know, he'll probably get somewhere around maybe 10 or t- you know, 12 touchdowns for the season uh, unless he comes out with a three or four touchdown game, like you saw with Aaron Jones here. Um, yeah. So right overall, now that's a pretty, pretty simple game to analyze. Uh, any last comments before we go to the best game of the week? Uh, you like seeing Tanyan get his touchdown, um, which is pretty much what he does. Yeah, it was a good catch. He had three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown, and that currently slots him at uh, tight end 13 on the season. So, right on that borderline, it's going to be fun to see uh, how that all plays out towards the end of the year here, John.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on your scoring again because in the in our garage league, he is tight end 11.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – We're, we're doing at full PPR, PPR bets. Full, full PPR, PPR. Bets. Um, And very, he only has right. five, so. Yep, all right. Um, so, going to the last game here, Chiefs-Ravens, great game. I mean, you know, I I do think the NFL has done a good job of picking some pretty unique – not even unique, but just good games to have in these primetime slots. Um, this one was fun to watch. I'm pretty sure everybody else would agree the same. Um, you know, the only real like breaking news, in my opinion, is uh, Ceh is probably attempting to be traded off of almost every team that he's on right now. Um, kind of a mediocre season last year, very mediocre start to the season this year. Kansas City offense still looks phenomenal, but it's all on the passing game. Um, I haven't looked, but besides the little one-yard touchdown run that uh, Williams snuck away from edwards um, I don't know how many rushing touchdowns the Kansas City Chiefs
1: are going to have this season. Um,
0: Kelsey, good game. Uh, Hill, a little bit of a pedestrian game. I don't know if he got hurt or what happened with him, but
1: no, just, they had fan three people on him every play. Yeah, so it he was, it was just insane. blanketed.
0: So he just didn't get a chance. But but overall, I mean. Um, kind of what you expected. I congrats to Lamar Jackson. Good game overall. If you drafted him, you're excited. It looks like the MVP type season where he's 107 yards rushing, two touchdowns. But, but we were all texting each other. And what did he have at halftime and fancy points in the
1: in the crazy In the, crazy n- league in the, night, in the league. nightmare league, he had negative 10 points.
0: Negative 10 points at halftime. And he and what blows it, up for 107 rushing yards and two touchdowns. In- I
1: think he ended with 28 points. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, yeah Cause <laughs> that league, we have like negative six points for pick six and all that kind of stuff. and Like negative four for any other interception. So that, that negative 10 comes in right there. Um, yeah. But other, uh, other highlights to talk about and I'll let you guys talk on anything you want to say this game after I, I mentioned these few guys real quick. Um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. I, I think he is uh, definitely a starter, maybe a W or wide receiver two in the league. Six catches, hundred thirteen yards, touchdown this week on ten targets. He'll flirt so with wide receiver one numbers. Those are wide receiver one numbers. Oh, I don't know. He'll flirt that with, with that the at the end of the at the end of the season. He'll be flirting right at that one two line, barring injury and stuff. But no, yeah, no so we'll see if He does that at the end of the season. Um, he'll be
1: lucky to be top twenty four at the end of the year.
0: Well, that's a bold comment, right there, John. Wow, where, where did
1: he end up last year? Well, but he didn't. He wow. Was,
0: okay, Joe. I mean, I'll jump on that one. I say he's a top twenty wide receiver.
1: No, you said he You said he's you just flirting said, with top one, and then you, you, you're going you to just 20? He's not, No, just then said, we go. We split the said, difference, and we yeah. go to sixteen, Bobby.
0: Yeah, I think you do split the difference there, Bob. I'm not, Joe, I'm not Joe. I'm not going to jump I said into it, a I dumb top twenty flirting. I said he'd be flirting.
1: Yeah, and 16 is flirting. Like 14. 14. Okay, so Bobby is, is So flirting. 14 to
0: 24, 18. 18 didn't even – that's probably a good number. I said 16. Top 18. Write it down, Bob. John, you good with that bet?
1: I said 16.
0: So John is not going to do the bet because it's 16 instead of 18? You're, you're not going to do the bet because it's 16 instead of
1: 18? Yeah, that's the
0: same thing. How about we go 17? Right in the, Right in the middle. Come on. I think it's a good deal. Seventeen, I I say. I say he's a top seventeen wide receiver. And John says, John says he's not. All right, done, done. Anyway, so that's a guy to talk about. Uh, One other thing I'll say about this team, and that's it: Um, they obviously ran the ball forty times. So your running backs, Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, thirteen and nine carries. Um, It's it's. I I lean Tyson Williams. I think the whole team, that team leans Tyson Williams. I think he's the guy you want in that backfield. Um, but keep an eye on Murray. Uh yeah. I, I like Tyson Williams a lot. He But he was everything like some ridiculous oh god, where is it? Five point nine yards of carry. That's it's insane. Uh Murray will probably get some of that goal line work. Um so you might lose some touchdowns there, but yeah, Williams is the guy you want there. And it helps when your quarterback runs. So every time that the quarterback has a ball in his hands, you're going to have some holes. I mean, last right. week before he averaged seven point two yards per carry. Um, so helps. if you ended up having Tyson Williams, which I happen to have him, you're pretty happy. Uh, you just needed some touchdowns. Yeah. Any other comments, guys, on this on this week's games? No, we'll get we'll get next week's. Uh... Going Go on here soon. Yeah, so uh, we'll get the podcast going tomorrow night, Thursday night, for uh, some You know, – we'll watch the game and, and get you guys some stuff um, to listen to us on Friday and Saturday uh, and uh, kind of take things from there. But any other final comments on the evening? Cheers. I have one final comment. Uh, those of you that did participate in our DFS league, you'll hear about the results of that. Um, those of you that are just listening, those that already know – You'll hear our results on how that ended up um, on, I guess, Saturday in our next DFS one. Um, but yeah, I will we'll say we did agree are. on on something as a, as a group for our season-long uh, Blanton's bet um, that the the DraftKings winner each week of the three of us gets an extra point um, towards the DraftKings bet. So even though I lost to Bobby, I will gladly say that I still won our point. So, yeah. Point for the week by – just a little bit, but you got it. Yeah, and we each we'll had better teams. That sucks. We each had better teams than other <laughs> right um, teams that we've <laughs> made. Uh, just the ones that we picked in that yeah. didn't that go so well. So yeah, we got to do a, a better team. job. Yep, part in our that DFS podcast. So yeah, listen, listen there. Um, we got a couple people that got some entries into our drawing for the yeah. end of the season. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, that's it for me. I'm out.
1: Bye.